0: Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Walker. Each week I get to talk to amazing women about their epic adventures in motherhood. I'm so glad you joined us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, friends. I am so excited for you to join me on today's episode of the Epic Mom Podcast. My guest is Tammy Lopez, and she and I have known each other for a number of years, and she is such an example to me of faith and happiness and communicating so effectively with our kids. Um, We talked a lot about... Her expectations with her kids and how she communicates with them, and um, in the hope that it helps them to make good decisions now and to feel the responsibility of their own choices in the home, and then how that impacts their ability to be an adult when they leave our home. So I just loved our conversation, and I'm sure you will too. Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. Today I am so excited to welcome my friend Tammy Lopez to the show. Welcome hey, to the show, it's Tammy. Good to be here with you, Carol. I am so glad that we worked out a time that worked in both of our busy schedules. And um, we've known each other for like, I don't know, almost 17 years, probably, maybe longer. And we live far apart from each other, but we raised our little tiny children together for several years in the same neighborhood. And we just stayed in touch. And it makes me so happy to be able to visit with you you today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, So I'm a mom of four kids. I love, love, love being a mom. It has been, it was actually my dream. I will share this with you. Um, I, when I was little, I always, that was what I wanted to be when I grew up was a mom. And when I got my patriarchal blessing, it said that I would be successful in whatever career I chose. And I was upset. I came home and I was like, that is not what I want to do. (laughs) And then Eller, no, President Benson had a talk called To the... Um, mothers in Israel and in it he said the greatest career you can ever have is that of motherhood and I remember reading that and going okay good I can be a- yes. good it is a career <laughs> I can do it I was like no
0: <laughs> I love that you said that though because so often we think that a career equal equals monetized um exactly. work right to have a career you have to be paid for it but a career is you know something that you focus on your whole life to do yeah so yeah no I love that I know because yeah
1: teacher, it goes on and talks about my career and what I'll do and I was like uh-uh but it all applies to motherhood so <laughs> <laughs> I can't in that that's so great <laughs> so yeah I
0: Thanks. love it I love it yeah so and I was telling you before the show that. um I just didn't even need to ask you, did you mother your children? You just, you just seem like you love being a mom. And that was something I've remembered since we very first met and our, our kids were little and we would get together and let them play that you just love being a mom. And I think that's awesome. Well,
1: thank you. It is. I love it. You love it too. You're a great mom.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I do. I certainly love my kids. I really do. I think they're, they're pretty amazing people. So, and it's, um, it's worth every effort to be a good mom in my opinion oh, and right. the effort we can bring okay. so what are some of your if looking back over your motherhood career because your oldest your oldest two are married and then you've got two at home how old are you ones that are at home
1: so tyler's 16 and audrey is 13
0: okay so we're like very much in a similar stage of life i remembered that our kids were all close together in age um yeah. with each other but what are some of the things as you kind of look back that you think these were the things that were super important to me to teach my little ones. And I am seeing the fruits of those labors.
1: Um, so I remember we went, we were living in Hawaii and I, Austin was born and they had BYU education week. And um, Brent All Top was giving a talk and Drew and I got to go and Hawaii is so much more laid back. So we actually, I think, sat on this class together with Austin because um, <laughs> it's Hawaii. Um, I think later we kind of switched off every once in a while too, but I remember sitting there and he talked about parenthood. And the one thing that he said that really stuck to me, and I remembered it forever is he said, um, let your kids feel what they do and don't take it away. So for example, if a child does something wrong, let's say, you know, Sammy, Sammy hits Molly, right? If you go and yell at Sammy, then Sammy turns and is angry at you. And then he doesn't feel the sorrow anymore because he's turned all his feelings towards anger towards you. And so, you know, I've really tried hard that like when my kids make mistakes, instead of getting mad and being like, Oh, you messed up. And you know, yeah. Being an angry mother instead being like, okay, so how do you feel? What do we need to do? And how do we become better? And um, my other thing has been just always teaching them independence um, I, and it kind of happened on accident, but, um, I went to school when Austin was in kindergarten and he would eat breakfast or lunch. He'd make, I'd make his lunch and I would watch him as he would dump half his lunch down the trash can. And we were young and didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, Austin, you cannot be <laughs> throwing all your food right. away. And so I was like, let's make your lunches together. So we would make his lunches and I said, just make what you'll eat. And it turned into so many different things, because as my kids have grown up, they've made their own lunches, they wake up for seminary on their own, if they sleep in, we go in and we like say, hey, do you want to go to seminary, but that way, everything they do, their joys are their own, their successes are their own, their failures are their own, but then they learn how to grow from them, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, makes complete sense. And I think you're really wise to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're super wise in that. I've done the same thing um, in helping my kids, like, when they have early morning um, Bible study and things like that. Like, if it's important to them, they get up. And then if they miss it, we have a conversation later discussing, is it really important to you? And then they determine that it is, and then they do what they need to do to get up. And I've always thought that that is a, a more effective way of teaching them to be independent and I mean they can't they can't expect mom to wake them up when they're off to college or have their first job and these kinds of things right like
1: exactly exactly yeah yeah and you want and, them to feel the joy for what they do you want them to want to do it because there is there's great joy I mean I just compare it because I know kids where their parents come bang on their door you have to get up you have to do this and they're like well I only go because my parents make me and you know what I mean like I just yes feel so much better when it's them
0: yeah And And then a sense of accomplishment when they can look back and be like, I did this and I did it myself.
1: Yes. And even even
0: for a small child to be like, I'm eating the lunch that I made. And I made the sandwich all by myself. And it's delicious. And I made it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you found that as you look at your adult kids that those lessons have continued to impact them in a positive way?
1: I have. Yeah. Cause they're very, like they do their things. I know what I was going to say. They, I've also, we always talk about like how things affect everything in the future. So rather than mom wants you to do this, or, you know, you, you started scouts, you should get your Eagle scouts, you know, instead of hounding them about getting it, we just say, okay, let's look at this. When you go to apply for college, checking that box for an Eagle scout, is that going to help you? Oh yeah when you go to apply for your first job checking that box for eagle is that going to help you well yeah so are you doing this for you are you doing this for your future or are you doing this for mom does that make sense
0: yep so yeah
1: always trying to look forward and yeah my my grown-up kids they they're very responsible they and they recognize it they still make mistakes and learn from stuff you know
0: (laughs) right yes well for sure for sure (laughs) yeah anytime anytime one of my kids calls me and they're They'll be like, oh, man, I'm having a hard time with this. And I'll get off the phone and be talking to James about it. I'm like, well, they're having many learning opportunities. And right, like when things are hard, that's when we learn. We we don't learn when things are easy. We learn when things are hard. And it's also when we gain our character and when we are able to feel successful in our accomplishments because we work through those hard things. So we need the hard part.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I also know, I mean, one of my things, and I think of my own like personal scripture study and that lately has just been how important change is, that life is about change. And we should never expect people to be perfect right now. Like we're just constantly growing and changing. And that goes right along with it. All those life lessons that they that our kids learn, they learn and then they change and try harder. And sometimes they revert and do the same thing over, but then they learn again. And it's just part of life. And I think change and growth is one of the, the greatest things our kids can do in this life.
0: So what, how do you, how do you teach that to your younger kids? So, because it's sure easier to teach it to them when they're younger than when they're older, when the changes and the growth can be a lot more emotionally difficult or with bigger consequences. So what kind of things do you think you've done to do that when they're younger? So that it's not so big of a learning curve with, as they get older.
1: Um, Oh yeah. I've thought about this. I think, um, it's, it goes back to what I said earlier too, allowing them to feel the consequences for their sins or their, their mistakes. Does that make sense? I try not to take away those consequences. So if, if they, I'd rather, I've always said, I would rather my kids make little mistakes at home and learn from them than make big mistakes out in the real world. Because if your child cheats on a test and has to go tell their teacher in middle school or even high school. The consequences are different than when they're in college and you're trying to apply for a job. Um, you know, like right. So right. It's always just trying to say it's okay. You you should make mistakes, and mistakes are part of life. And you know, we talk to our kids about it and just focus on that. Mistakes are okay. Mistakes are just part of who we are.
0: So do you have you been a parent that like has given your, your kids a lot more freedom? than maybe some of their peers because you trust that they will be able to navigate the mistakes as they make them instead of just really sheltering them do do you know what I mean
1: I do I know Elizabeth and I talked about this recently I that's a hard one because we do have like really strong rules in our house about what we watch what we listen to um what they read so I mean like yeah. Young, I pre read all their books just because I wanted to know what they were reading because I feel like it changes who you are. Um, when they, yeah, whenever they download music, I'm the one that says, Let me see the song before they can download it. And I read the lyrics. And, um, I could tell you a side story on that, but Elizabeth was on the bus with her friend and her friend was like, Hey, do you want to listen to this song with me? And she's like, Oh, I can't because, you know, I don't know if it's a good song or not. And, you know, we have really strict guidelines in our house about songs, because my mom just wants me to always have good thoughts. And her friend looked at her and she said, I wish my mom did that. Oh, I love that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, so I mean, I think we do give them freedoms as they get older. But I think when they're younger, we're still trying to teach them. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And I do the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not the lyric police on songs, but I've taught my kids to be. Does that make sense? Like when they were younger, I was. But now I'm like, when they ask if they can buy a song, I ask them, have you read the lyrics? And, and I, if they have read the lyrics, yeah. then yes. If they yeah. feel like, yeah, it's okay. And, um, and all the music they download goes to a family playlist. So I'm going to hear it too. And I... I think maybe once or twice one has gotten in that I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure about this." And it had mo- it had more to do with that they didn't know that it had innuendos in it because they didn't understand. Exactly. Not because they hadn't read the words, <laughs> but as someone who was a little bit older might be like, "Oh, this is referencing this. We don't need to listen to that song," which <laughs> my kids had no idea about,
1: right? Yes, exactly. And I would say the same thing. Like, yeah, as they get older, I do give them more freedom and I don't read read all the pre-read all their books anymore. And, you know, we just talk about it.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I will tell you, my son, Tyler, he just got this whole series of books and he was so excited about them and they weren't cheap. It was like 10 books. And he got three books in and he came up to me and he said, mom, I hadn't read them. He goes, mom. I said, yeah, he goes, I can't read these anymore
0: oh so
1: we went and took him to half price books and sold them all and uh, i've been in the process now given him a new series that is great but he was sad but i was proud of him i was like good job
0: <laughs> Yep. i had a similar experience with my oldest son jacob um and
1: it wasn't it he
0: didn't come to me and say i can't read these anymore i just noticed a little bit of a behavior change in him and as we talked about it we realized that it was because he was reading these books there wasn't any anything inherently wrong with the books they just were more of a dark drama than what he uh, was used to reading and really what he was capable of processing in a positive way. And he couldn't sort the darkness out in his personality when he wasn't reading them. And so we just had that conversation about light and dark in different literature pieces. And he didn't finish reading the series and none of my other kids ever read those books either. They just weren't interested in them. And frankly, I didn't encourage it. I was like, no, that didn't work for Jacob. I don't think anybody (laughs) else needs to read those books either. But but um yeah i think it's awesome to have that kind of an open communication where you can just say we can try it out but know that if it's not going to go well it's okay to it's okay to get rid of an entire book series it's okay to leave a movie it's okay to turn the radio off like these are good things
1: yes yeah and they're like if a song comes on the radio they're like mom change the station because sometimes i'm not paying attention right right this is that bad song oh thank you
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, exactly. Because they know the minute it starts singing and you're busy paying attention to the road. Yes, yeah.
1: yes.
0: Yeah, totally true. Totally true. So what are some of the challenges that you feel like you faced as you have as you have parented these kids?
1: That's a good question.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a loaded question. There's lots of different challenges, I know, but just kind of whatever comes to mind. I right
1: know, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had, I will say that I've probably had like, and they all know it, they know what it is too. I think I've had one regret with each of my kids and they all know what it is. And I've told them.
0: (laughs) Oh, an individual regret with each child, (laughs) a different one per child. Okay. I love it. All right.
1: I don't want to say what they are because they're bad. But anyway, like, I just remember like, I, you know, sometimes you say things it comes out and you're like, did I really just say that? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Oh no, that word really, or that phrase really came out of my mouth. And then I'll be like, I don't even know where it came from. So you know, we've all worked through it and apologized, and we've talked about forgiveness. Um, you know, and then you know, it's good because I think it's good that kids should know that parents make mistakes, and you have to forgive your parents too. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) I'm constantly
0: apologizing to my kids. Yes. Oh, i constantly. I'm like, Oh, yep. Yep. Messed that one up. Just had a conversation with my youngest yesterday where I was like, yep. Okay. Didn't explain that very well. And you've been carrying this around with a great worry and sorry. I mean, gosh, I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't mean to mess that up.
1: Well, and that's something else like with the apology. And I learned it from a friend. I was at their house and one, one of my kids did something and they went up and said they were sorry. And the friend said back to them, I forgive you. And I was like, oh, I, I've never gone back. So now instead of saying that's okay. Because like if somebody hits you, it's not okay.
0: Because it's not okay. Yeah. Yes. I love the, I love, I love the different, using different rubric than it's okay. Yeah. Because it's not okay. What If you have to apologize for something, it's because you did something that was not okay.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So we've learned, and sometimes it's it's okay to say, I'm working on it.
0: Yes, just, we do that at our house too. Mom,
1: I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And I'll be like, I'm working on it. Or they'll say, Mom, I'm working on it. And I'll be like, okay, we can work on it. And then, you know, you give them a little bit and then they'll usually come up and say, okay, I'm good now. I forgive you. Or, you know, there might be another conversation that needs to happen in the middle so that you can work out like, you know, I have to work on it because it's happened again and again. And I can't just
0: yeah Right. Yeah.
1: every day for the same thing it starts to get old
0: (laughs) yes it's totally true
1: yeah
0: Yeah. but what a gift we can give our kids if we are willing to be humble enough to apologize to be able to teach them that even mom and dad aren't perfect and then they can feel less shame and guilt about having to apologize when they do something not perfect
1: Yes. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's super important. Yeah, I agree. Another challenge I think we've had is just watching your kids be in pain and knowing you can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah. So what do you do about that?
1: Um, I mean, the biggest thing is like, I have to turn it to the Lord, but I mean, so yeah, I don't know if you know, Elizabeth came home from her mission early um i did
0: no i did but i was health reasons right like what yes. so I, but I didn't go any further than that in yeah. knowing what was going on
1: yeah so she had chest pain we still don't know what it is it's been over a year she went to the doctor for like the whole summer that she was home so from may till august and we still we've tried a million things they have come up with a name but i don't know that i necessarily agree with it um they're calling it oh shoot i can't even remember the name um, but that's like an inflammation of the heart, but when you look at all the x-rays and all the EKGs, they all came back negative, but she is an amazing person because I looked at her and I'm like, you are still so happy. And she is in pain 24 seven. I'm not kidding. 24 seven. Um, and It was hard because when she first came home, I was the only one that could see it. I could look in her eyes and I could see the pain. And I just look at her and she'd be like, "Nobody else knew that I was in pain and that you just look at me."
0: (laughs) Oh, no!
1: And I was like, "I know. What can I do? But there's nothing we can do for her. Nothing. Zero. There's. She's tried medicine. She has some medicine. I mean, it helps a tiny bit, but not a lot." Um, but you know, and anyway, one day I asked her, I said, you're just always happy. And she said, well, I'm in pain all the time. So either I can always be happy or I can always be miserable. So I choose joy. And so
0: oh, what a powerful example. Yeah, She
1: has taught me a lot in that. And, um, yeah, like she is just a very happy, positive, but yeah, watching them go through pain. I mean, the only thing you can do is just feel with them and love with them and ask what they need, yeah. like for her, she, um, she doesn't like to talk about it, but I've had other kids when they're in pain, they want to talk about it and get it out and then move forward.
0: Right. Really right. Yeah. Ask. Yeah. And get to know each individual child. Cause they're all going to react. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. If, um, if Catherine tells me that she's in pain, mm-hmm. um, she's been in pain for a long time and it's really bad other because otherwise she won't say a word and um actually when she got married that's one of the things i told her husband i just pulled him on and i said here's one thing you need to know about her if she says something's wrong we've passed the take an aspirin and call me in the morning <laughs> something's really wrong if she says yeah. it's wrong so just pay attention don't be alarmed but just pay attention that she's already she's put up with it for a long time before she says anything about yeah. it but, um, and yeah, I think, I think as you get to know each individual child and communicate with them, you figure out, you know, which ones are like that and which ones will tell you just, you know, if they have a sliver and everything in yes. between. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But what I love what you said about, um, Elizabeth, about that, how you learn from her. And I think that's one of my favorite things about being a mom is learning from my children yes. and helping like letting their personality and the things that are just inherent in them as a person help me to become a better person by associating with them. And I love that part of being a mom.
1: Me too. Me too. Absolutely. I know they're such good kids. They really are. Yeah.
0: So if you could give any encouragement or piece of advice to a mom, what would it be?
1: Um. In general, it would always be love first. Um, if you love your kids, everything else falls into place. Cause I'll say that, um, when I struggled, you know, trying to help a certain child, whether, you know, with whatever they need, um, I can remember one particular time where I just prayed to the Lord and I was like, help me see this, the way you see it. And the love for that child grew exponentially. And then once I just loved them, everything else falls into place. I know it sounds so simple.
0: <laughs> but, it, but it really is, right? It is yeah. simple. If we choose to turn to yes. that, if we choose to have our focus be love, then everything becomes more simple. I think you're totally yeah. right.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, because like when Elizabeth came home from her mission early, it was hard. And so the first thing I did was, um, listen to all the podcasts that I possibly could about that. <laughs> yeah, and then, for sure. And then, um, like looking back, cause I've asked her, I'm like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? And what did I do? Right. And she's, she told me, honestly, she was like, mom, there wasn't anything you could have done better, That the things I did right was I acknowledged her feelings every time. So when she, we pulled into the driveway and she didn't want to get out of the car she cried and she's like, I don't want to go. And I said, that's fine. I said, you're sad and you don't want to leave. So just sit here as long as you need, you know, and she was upset or sad or anything like that. My responses were always to validate how she felt. And, um, I think as a parent, you have to recognize that your kids have their own feelings and they should be able to feel their feelings and not tell them, Oh, it's time to get over that. You need to move on. That needs to be their choice. You can give
0: especially when we don't understand necessarily like we wouldn't have necessarily felt the same way in that situation exactly. ourselves, but to still acknowledge and respect the fact that they're different people than us and they're going to feel differently exactly. and to let them have those feelings. Yeah. I think that's exactly. super wise.
1: And then the other thing that meant a lot to her, which is a silly little thing, but uh, she didn't want to tell us, we didn't tell anybody it happened super fast. Like we found out on Thursday, flew out there Friday and she flew back we we her back home on Saturday. So Sunday we went to church and I was like, what do you want to do about church? I was like, if you want to stay home that day, you can. She's like, nope, I'm not going <laughs> to. Like i got to yeah. go because I just always want to go. And I was like, okay. So I said, do you want to sit in the car until right before church starts? And she said, yes. Longest walk as a parent to my entire life. But she said that yeah. meant the most because we just, she was like knowing that her mother would stand by her and just, walk and we walked in so that nobody would you know ask questions and be like you're home what's going on we saw one person and it was the best person we could have seen and she smiled and said, oh, said it's so good to see you <laughs> and that was it oh <laughs> because you know it's a hard thing because you know,
0: yeah because you have the expectation that you're going to see him for for a while and then they're there and and how easy it would be to just ask a whole bunch of insensitive questions instead of just showing love yes just being glad to see yes it. and
1: i will say that at yeah. church nobody asked an insensitive question not once i'm not even kidding in fact most of the people didn't know what happened until like she went back to school they had no idea why she even came home <laughs> because asked. that's awesome i know so we just we were surrounded by good people at church i will say that i'm very blessed
0: well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And shouldn't, that should have, that should be how it is. Like when we go to church or our other social settings where we should feel safe, we should be able to just be, feel surrounded by love by the yeah. people there It makes me want to make sure that I'm that I'm showing that love myself in those situations. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I think what is that old saying that love fixes everything is I'm sure there's a saying about that somewhere, but, and I think it's true. I think if we can just show love, to our kids and to others and to ourselves, especially, I think that it really can go a long way to making everything oh, I, yeah. better. Yeah, and there's
1: a teacher saying that says, Your kids don't c- care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think that's how it goes. And yeah. I think it totally works for yeah, parents. I think it works yeah. wherever we are. If you, if you care and you put forth the love and the effort, it makes a huge difference.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom and advice and the happy way that you, that you parent your sweet children. And you've always been such an example of love to me as I've watched you in your, in your parenting, I've gleaned tips to add to being a better mother myself. So thanks oh, for that. So
1: sweet. Well, thank you. I'll say I learned a lot.
0: And thanks for joining me on yeah, the podcast didn't you just love my conversation with Tammy? I especially enjoyed the part where her encouragement is to just show love and what a great encouragement that is. Um, I found that in any instance where I can be more loving with my own children, with myself, with other relationships, everything just goes better. So I encourage you to go out there and show love and make it an epic day. Hi friends. I hope you're enjoying the Epic Mom podcast as much as I'm enjoying making the episodes. Each woman that I have interviewed has been so inspiring to me and I hope she has been to you. If you know of an epic mom that you'd like to see on the show, drop me a line and give me her contact information or ask her to reach out to me. I would love to meet more epic moms. You can reach me at messaging through the podcast or at walker.carol at gmail.com. Make it an epic day. Tune in next week when my guest Claire O'Hara shares her motherhood story of having her first child and being a world champion kayaker and juggling it all. You won't want to miss it.